It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day, despite how many times we record the podcast. You never know. <laughs> well, we're joined as we are every Tuesday by Charlie Five is a Charlie Tuesday, the Auburn message board legend himself. How are you? Doing well, doing well. This is my flu game. I think I got the flu, but we're going to get through it. We're gonna yeah, have yeah. Go. Um, we got done recording, and then um, Kobe Hudson made a, a cryptic quote. Um, he may be a natural wide receiver. Well, that cryptic. Um, yeah, I guess not. I guess not. So Kobe <laughs> Hudson uh, posting, To my Auburn family, my first two years of college have been nothing short of amazing. It was a dream of mine since an adolescence to play in front of Jordan-Hare. My whole motive when I came to Auburn was be the best I could be on and off the field. To all of my teammates, y'all are my brothers, and I love y'all guys for life. He from the north, I'm from the south. He don't understand me. Five out. Got to assume that's about Brian Harson. And then shortly after he posted that, he put on his Instagram story, that uh, he never wanted to leave Auburn. He got kicked off the team. How about that? So that's How about wild. that Tuesday. Let's go. Um, yeah. Some... Yeah. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. We talked about Calzada the whole, the first take. So this is, this is juicy yeah, stuff. So, so yeah, you want to, you want to go first on this? Yeah. So the portal giveth and the portal taketh. Um, I, it hurts on one hand because, uh, he was our, I think, probably our best offensive player outside of Tank. Uh, is there a word? Future. Is there a word that you would describe him as? He's pretty natural. Natural water. He just most most things that he did was natural. Mm-hmm. He's no longer natural though. Now he's just he's yep. just gone. So right. yeah, it hurts. It hurts. Uh, I'm I'm very the the him being quote unquote kicked off. Um, that is very interesting. Uh, what would he have had to have done for that to have happened? Um, you don't boot your top receiver for no reason, though. You know what I mean. Right. So you don't you don't do it for for absolutely nothing. So I can't, I can't imagine it just willy nilly. We're just getting rid of people. So there must have been something yeah. something serious. No, I think you're right. I think you're I think you nailed it. And so what does this mean for the Tigers in 2022? Well, this will be their second season in a row where they will lose their top three wide receivers. Demetrius Robertson, he's playing in the Hula Bowl. He's out of eligibility. And then it, it, it's assumed that Shedrick Jackson is done. So I think he has a super senior season left if he wants to use it, but it, it appears that he's done. So we'll see if that changes at all. But not a not a great spot you find yourself in as an offense. John Samuel Shanker at the moment, it will be the the focal point of the receiving game. But yeah, you know, Kobe like Hudson. 30. That's right. That's right. So Kobe had really worked his way to be the wide receiver one, and he had such a good Birmingham bowl, and that was kind of the, the positive takeaway from the game is, okay, maybe with another offseason, Kobe Hudson can take that next step. He looks so good, so fresh, so natural, and now that's not going to be the case. So 
Um, that's it from a receiver standpoint. And then you you briefly touched on the culture aspect of yeah. all of this. I mean, these people that are leaving are guys that Gus Malzahn recruited. And yes. that stuff matters. Now, whether you want to go super deep into it and say that, okay, the folks that Gus recruited were, you know, mentally, you know, not as tough as the guys that Harson wants, I'm fine if you want to do that. I think it's a tad unfair to some of these dudes, but that's fine. I'm not going to tell you what to think, but that is going to be a storyline going through it from Auburn folks. And now you're yep. seeing you're seeing Auburn folks say like, well, you know, Kobe Hudson dropped as many catches or balls as as he caught. I think it's a little unfair because we were all talking about how, you know, how much better he looked over the course of the season. So, like, let's don't act like Kobe Hudson was bad. And, you know, people right. are saying, well, if he goes to, you know, a good team with a lot of receivers, you know, he's a number two or a number three receiver. And it's like, yeah, we love Kobe Hudson on this show. And we've been saying that. Like, yep. Auburn has a bunch of number two and number three wide receivers. They needed that number one guy. And so, I, I don't know how they get that, dude. I, I have no idea. But... You know, Kobe was the closest thing to a number one receiver that Auburn had access to going into 2022. So this is a big no deal. Oh, this yeah. is this 100%. is a big loss for the Auburn Tigers going into 2022. Was Kobe Hudson perfect? Absolutely not. But he was the best that they had at that position. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm not saying that I'm not ready to say the jury's out, but I, it is something I have my eye on. It's okay. interesting to me that defensive players are coming back yeah. and offensive players are leaving. So that, that is, that is something that I'm going to keep my eye on uh, moving forward. You know, the defensive side, we've seen amazing closes and recruiting. Uh, we've seen guys that could have been drafted, come back. And uh, you know, it seems like yeah. our offensive guys are, are trying to get out as fast as they can. We got to convince people to stay and, uh, it's just uh, it's a weird weird deal going on right now on the offensive side of the ball. Um, right, Dylan Gabriel was a guy that we thought maybe could come in and play. He he committed to Oklahoma, uh, mm-hmm. flipped from UCLA. Looks like he was kind of possibly watching that Caleb Williams scenario, see if uh, that's something that he wanted to, you know, wanted to jump to if if it uh, materialized. People, right. Some people thought maybe Auburn had a shot, but man, this offensive side is. Uh, I'm not saying I'm super. Cons- I'm not, not saying I'm like writing it off, but I've definitely got my eye on it. I've got my eye on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to uh, jump in more to the the quarterback speculation in a moment. Then the final bit of um, today's show, we will hear from Auburn basketball guard Zepp Jasper. But stud. Yeah. So the sales pitch now to get a quarterback is even more significant now that Kobe Hudson is gone. So yes. I wanted Auburn to get two wide receivers via the transfer portal. That number, it sounds ridiculous to say to go get three guys in the transfer portal, but you almost have to, or you have to at least try. I mean, right now, and glass half full, Auburn's strength at the receiver position were guys that they were lining up in the slot. But it was just like, okay, you're not going to see Kobe Hudson and Javaris Johnson and Tarvaris Dawson. Yeah. Uh, all in the field at the same time. So now it's like, okay, there's a path to playing time for Javaris Johnson, which I think he's fine. And then Tarvaris Dawson, maybe he can kind of continue. You know, maybe he's been developing because it sounded like he made a real push for for some potential, you know, movement up the depth chart last fall. So perhaps, 
perhaps that's the glass half full way to look at it is okay. He, you know, that was the spot where Auburn had the most dudes. Outside, I have no idea what they do. So those are going to be the guys that you needed to go out and get anyway in the transfer portal. And that doesn't change. Do you need to go and get a a slot receiver now? Probably not because I, the, the two guys that I mentioned, I think were there. And also you have so much depth. We talked about this yesterday in the tight end room. I think Landon King can cover up some things on, you know, with, from a slot standpoint, if you need him to as well as Shanker. So that is the glass half full way to look at this, in my opinion. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, the only problem that I have with that is that we're, there is, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of sense of urgency to fill those needs. Um, you know, guys pop up. Uh, we seem like we're in the evaluation period for a long period of time. We offer and they commit somewhere else, especially out of this portal. And it's, it seems right. like something that you can't really, uh, the portal is not something you can really, uh, you got to pounce on it whenever, whenever it happens. And I'm with you. We got to have, I feel like we need a big body guy, like maybe like a big body um red zone guy and you know maybe a more true six foot 180 190 pound burner type guy mm-hmm. to be uh and that's that could be Tavares Dawson uh but yeah definitely got to have I mean just you gotta have some movement we gotta have some movement hopefully right. uh January 5th which is Wednesday tomorrow um that's when guys can start visiting transfer guys. There's like a, there's a, a window yeah. of opportunity early for them, the fifth through the 11th. So hopefully there'll be some guys, you know, a lot of more movement after, after tomorrow, but a lot of the, a lot of the work's already being done mm-hmm. like across the country. A lot of the work's already being done and you're not seeing hardly any of it right on the Auburn side, outside of the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as far as like freshmen that can make an impact, like Camden bridges, I don't see him being a start day one kind of guy. Same with Jay Fair, the other receiver in the 2022. Yeah. Did they? Did Auburn bring in more than two receivers in this class? I don't think so. Uh, Amari Kelly. Amari uh, Kelly. Jay Fair. Uh, yeah. Don't see those guys playing. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. Those guys are pretty early. raw. I think, they, I think they have a lot of talent. I just don't think they're day one guys. Yeah. So, um, For sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Auburn's answer is. But, yeah, this is... Um, you can say what you want about Kobe. This is this is a big loss. So, all right, we'll talk about quarterbacks, and then uh, we'll be joined by Zep Jasper in just a moment. Hey, guys, I want to tell you about this app. Uh, it's going to save you a lot of money, really make you some money. It's called Get Upside. You can download the Get Upside app in your phone's app store, whether it's uh, on iPhone or Google Play if you're an Android person. Um, but you can just use promo code SCORE. And you get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. And so that's up to $0.50 cents cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. We all drive, and uh, we all buy gas. And so you can save a ton of money by downloading GetUpside and using the promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents back on uh, every single fill-up that you do, which is exciting. So some people who are driving a lot, they're making like two or 300 bucks a month using this GetUpside app. And so download it for free, GetUpside and use that promo code SCORE. Also, today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. Look, it's that time of year where folks are making new resolutions. I know what yours was. It was to bet more and to win more money watching sports. So, go to betonline.ag. It remains the number one spot for all sports action all year round. That didn't change just because we're, we're in 2022 now. So, uh, use promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit. 
and uh, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But online, where the game starts. Charlie Five, I've just been getting blown up with texts and DMs and all this. I'm not a Kobe Hudson expert. I just labeled him as a natural wide receiver. I don't know Kobe. Yeah. People are like, why did he yeah. get kicked off the thing? Like, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but I you appreciate you thinking that. Stuff of me. Up. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be very on brand, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, seriously, just to put a bow on this. Wish Kobe Hudson nothing but the best. I'm not going to diss Kobe Hudson. Other other fans can. I don't care. Mm. You can do whatever you want. But I think Kobe had a lot of promise. Assuming the reason, assuming everything he's saying is true, and he did get kicked off the team, um, hopefully whatever the reason was gets cleaned up, and it does not follow him to his next destination. And hopefully he yep. doesn't stay in the SEC, and we have to defend him. Because I, I just I have a lot of respect for him as a player. So, um, all right, touched on this, but... Auburn is going after quarterbacks. It, th- that seems to be a thing. There's smoke everywhere, Charlie Five. They, they yes. seem to have their hand in every possible transfer quarterback's cookie jar, and, and they're, you know, they're trying to get a part of it, making a lot of calls. So you mentioned Caleb Williams, the Oklahoma um, quarterback. He is transferring. He has entered the transfer portal, and so that's one that is interesting. Yeah, very. I, I would love to know especially now when Brian Harson or Austin Davis, whoever is making the, the, the recruiting pitch to the transfer quarterback, I would love to know what the pitch is. It's, um, it's tough. Yeah. It's a tough pitch. Because you can say, well, you can come in and win the starting job, but like every person calling them is saying that. So like, I'm not, yeah. how much weight does that hold? I have no idea, which you come in behind an offensive line who has had struggles um, you don't have a true number one wide receiver. Uh, you do have Tank um, and Jarquez, which is great to have. You got a good tight end, but uh, you're and you got to go against the toughest competition. Like, why wouldn't they just go to like UCLA and play? You know, go to these, go to where defense is optional. Go Big Ten, Big Big Twelve, like totally. Dylan Gabriel. Right. Go go there where his defense. I mean, it's a tough, tough sell, but. You know what? That's why you get paid to do what you do. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta sell it. Um, and maybe there's, maybe there's some other pieces in place that maybe is not 100% official yet, and they can use that as a sales pitch. Like, hey, look, we got this guy, this guy, this guy on board. I, I don't know. I'm just speculating, but yeah. It, otherwise, it's a very tough sale to get a guy like Caleb Williams who could go anywhere in the country. He also could go to USC where his coach is. Uh, and, and be uh, the star of LA. Uh, I mean that. I mean it's a or come to Auburn. You know what I mean? It's right. a tough. It's a tough sale. It's a tough sale. So as we record this late Monday night, like I said, this is not the first time we you and I have sat down to record a podcast. So, um, and your co-host on Dadbog Golf Pod just texted me. Do you have to redo a pod today? Thank you, Ben Taylor. Um, <laughs> but I woke up Monday. Got on AuburnLive.com, as I do most mornings, jumped in the corner message board, and Jeffrey Lee's talking about how Auburn, I don't want to make this all about me, but I'm about to. Uh, Jeffrey Lee's posts about how um, Auburn seems to have interest in the Calzone, Zach Calzada, and it's like, okay, of course, the the main quarterback that I have poked all season, um, and as all these other transfer quarterbacks go elsewhere, it's like, oh my goodness. Like, Auburn has a legit shot of like, you know, having Calzada just because it's, he appears to be like plan Z. Um, 
I mean, he's uh, what? Yeah, he's coming and, in to visit this weekend. And then so my dude coming. Kobe Trent, like, what a rough day, man. It's a bad scene for for Zach. Like, yeah, I know you have sure. the flu, but I'm going to make this about me just for a second, Charlie Five. Feel sorry, feel sorry for Zach right now. Um, he's yes, a tough day. yes, feel sorry for me, please. Thank you. If you're watching on YouTube, please like the video. It would help a ton. So, um, <laughs> at, at this rate, is Zach Calzada? the transfer quarterback that Auburn lands going into 2022 in your mind, if you had to say right now, as we record this late Monday evening, um, if something doesn't happen between now and when he visits, uh, he could be the guy. If Unreal. Something, if something doesn't materialize that, that could be, that could be it. Why else would he come visit? You know, um, that would be, uh, I, I don't know that I would really understand that move to be, to be quite frank. Um, but Charlie Five, I'm this is the most frustrated I've ever been recording something ever. I'm trying to think of a, I, know. A, I, I am so be. frustrated right now. You gotta I mean, be seething. Yeah, and, and I just, <laughs> I just hate. I'm a pretty positive dude. I am a, I yeah. am an Auburn sunshine pumper. But this Kobe thing is a big deal. I, I just got on. At, while you're talking, I'm clicking on like reading our, our comments from our friends at, at the Locked On Auburn Discord, and people are saying like, yeah, you know. He, I'm actually not that upset over it. It's like, why? I, I just, I don't yeah. get it. I don't get painting him as, you know, some like, well, you know, he dropped it a ton. It just doesn't make sense. He is the best option Auburn had at wide receiver going into the, the offseason. And there's not a 100%. dude better than him in the portal right now that Auburn is even talking to. So, I, I don't even know I, who we're talking to at wide receiver. No. Yeah. I mean, I thought Auburn was going to get receivers last year, too. And it's like, all right, Demetrius Robertson. And I actually thought he was going to be a lot better than he was. But whatever. So, right. I, I just, the the approach and the response, maybe it's a defense mechanism. Maybe Auburn fans have just been hurt enough. Maybe we're all just damaged. I don't know. And I I shouldn't care, but I, I clearly do because it's upsetting me. So Well, it's going to hurt t-shirt sales. That's, that's, that's a big one. Oh, the, no, the we, we can, uh, at aushirts.com, the National Wide Receiver Shirts, we can force this joke on someone else. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah, I, that's true. It, I, not, I'm good at very few things, Charlie Five, but running a joke into the ground is my God-given ability. So You're talented um, in thank, that aspect. Yeah, thank you, Charlie Five. But that's it. That's really it. Um, <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry Let's, for folks. I, I like to be an escape. I like to be a positive escape for people every day, and I have not offered that to you guys today, but that is... Um, Let's be positive really quick. Let's be positive. Let's well, talk about, really quick, the basketball game. We went to the LSU game. Yes, we're about uh, to hear from Zepp in just a few minutes before... Uh, yeah. you know, I just want to you know, stay tuned. It's about to get a lot better. The show is about to a get a ton positive. better. Yes. Basketball school. Anyway, we had really good seats. Uh, yes. On the floor, on the floor, a little flex. But anyway, right. you got, you had a little screen time on ESPN and somebody screenshotted it and tagged you on Twitter. And then I retweeted and asked what Zach was thinking, wrong answers only, and got some absolutely classic. Oh my responses. gosh. So funny. I want you, I want you to pick the winner. There was like, uh, there's a million of them though. Are you going to narrow it down for me? We don't have time yeah, to do all. You, no, I'm going to give you three, okay. give you three all right. choices. All right. Okay. So the first one is, a uh, gif of the Tiger King, Jeff. and he says, "Jeff, whatever. I am never going to financially recover from this." <laughs> <laughs> Those were nice seats. Those were nice seats for sure. Exactly. Okay, yeah, that one was great. Okay. All right, and then 
one Auburn memes, who's a legend. He uh, took your face and put it on Bruce's body, and took <laughs> Bruce's face and put it on your body. It was absolutely hilarious. I said I could. It made me stop breathing. I was laughing so hard. By the way, I'm right behind Bruce's head. That's what sucks. <laughs> You're getting I got cut to out. I was right behind Pearl. Bruce's head. Yeah, that's right. And then, and then the last one, which is really good, it's the uh, the meme that you see. It's like a superhero, and he's sweating, and he can't decide. He's got two buttons. Two buttons. Yes. Two buttons, and uh, one of them says "real chocolate" or "good for you." And so he's trying to pick which one, which is a shout out to Built Bar. Yes. Uh, that's absolutely amazing. That that, that one was my favorite. I'm glad that made your top three. That one was my favorite. So um, yes, that one that one wins in my opinion. So shout out to Barney Kessler. <laughs> Recruiting finger Barney. Bar- at Barney or not at Barney, but uh, at Gustav Exotic, you win. <laughs> Gustav High five. Exotic. High five. I love it. High love five it. to Barney Kessler. No, no, recruiting finger, recruiting finger. Uh, Gustav Exotic. No, that was that was hilarious. No. Um, so stay tuned. Zep Jasper joins in just a second, and towards the end, we talk about the memes. <laughs> yes. They have a group chat. The basketball team has a group chat about it. So, yeah, here uh, we'll hear Zep talk about that in just a second. Charlie Five, how can folks um, find you, listen to you, support you, um, uh, all that good stuff? Uh, Find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five, AuburnLive.com, message board in the corner, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dad Bod Golf Pod. I love that. That is Charlie Five, another Charlie Tuesday. In the books. Today's show brought to you by our friends at NetSuite. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business with poor visibility? Because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing software. For those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked, that is netsuite.com slash locked. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're now joined by Auburn guard, Zep Jasper. Zep, how did uh, how did the holidays treat you, my friend? Holiday treated me well. You know what I'm saying? You know, just seeing the loved ones. Um, getting, being able to go back to my city, right. you know, give back a few, um, just to spread love around. Right. Um, it actually treated me well. How did it treat you? It was good, man. I appreciate asking. It was good. It was good. Family came in town, so that, that's always um, that's always nice, man. So no before uh, before the season started, you came on. You talked about you, know, you came to Auburn, so Auburn Arena would be loud and you could feed off the energy. I think it's safe to say that that happened in, uh, against LSU last week. Oh yeah, the fans were 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 swarmed in the jungle. Um, 
it's probably was it probably was the best game um last year we had with just fans completely yeah. um and against a, a great LSU team a very well coach LSU team um we had the energy from from jump ball to the finish um they helped us win that game um that was crucial because coming into this game we knew LSU would come in playing hard got great players like I say very well coach and uh, we needed every little thing to help us get over the hump to win this game so I, I appreciate the fans, the kids, the loved ones who came to the game, just the support. And we didn't even have the students. So imagine if we had the students, that arena would be rocking. The, I think the roof would be off the, off the arena if we had the students. Yeah. But I still appreci appreciate the ones who came to the game. They still, they still were sold out. Um, we still had the best fans in the world, and I appreciate that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was an electric environment for sure. One of the loudest... One of the loudest uh, environments I've ever been in. Is that the loudest that you've uh, loudest game you've played in? Um, I I wouldn't be able to say it's the loudest game okay. played in, but uh, you know it's about to ramp back up. It's right. about it's about to get crazy. Um, we got Florida coming at home mm -hmm. on the eighth. I think that's Saturday, and that game is going to be rocking. Florida's right. a great team. They play with a lot of confidence. Play a lot of tough players. And we're going we gonna to need that energy. We're going to need that crowd. Right. Because the crowd going to give us that boost. Like I always tell you, it's going to give us that energy. That, and we're just going to feed off that energy every game. So, you know, SEC the conference is, is here. So every game counts. We want to win every game, no matter who we play, no matter if you're at the bottom, no matter if you're at the top, the middle. We treat every opponent like they're the best in the world, like they, they top notch. Um, like I said, we, we never, we never look at the person, look at the people who, what's the name on the jersey. We just come and play and play hard. Um, and that's how we win. So y'all's next opponent is South Carolina. We were talking briefly before we started recording Zep, but they play a ton of dudes. I mean, I'm just looking at like the, their stats and their average minutes per game. And they've got like 10 or 11 dudes that average over 10 minutes a game. How does that change how you prep for a, an opposing team? Well, you know, it, it changes because you have a lot of teams that only play seven to eight guys. Right. When you have a team like us, we play 11 guys. And um, it just shows that they have a lot of depth. If one man go down, you know, um, it don't stop a show. And um, so it just shows two teams going to be playing with playing 11 guys. But it's about who's going to be able to, you know, sustain who's going to be able to have the most energy, who's going to come out to play harder, who's going to come out to play ready. Right. And um, I actually think they're, they're, they're a decent team. And I think, you know, they, they're a middle-of-the-pack team. And I think, you know, um, you know, it's like like you said, you was looking at the numbers. They play um, 11 guys, all of them play 10-plus 10, 10 minutes. Right. Um, I actually think that helps, helps out on the team, especially when you have different type of players and different type of styles. So you never know what's coming into the game. You never know. What guy can, what guy can have a good game? Because this guy can have a good game one night. This mm -hmm. guy can have a good game one night. So you just you have to be prepared. Like you say, you have to watch film. You just you just got to be ready for each player because at any given night, any player can make something happen out of those one through eleven on that team. Right, and you mentioned when you have so many guys and you know somebody can't dress out. Like Devin wasn't able to play against LSU. It sounds like he had an illness going on, but. 
you know, Allen was able to come back, and I mean, he had an incredible, uh, you know, an incredible return to the starting lineup. He played really well defensively. Had a few, had a few shots from deep going, which is always exciting to see. But I mean, the amount of depth on this roster is incredible, and it seems like you guys trust each other so much already this early in the conference play. Oh yeah, the, the amount of depth on this team is unbelievable. I never seen nothing like it before. Um, the reason I say that is because it's just like. I say one man go down. Yeah, it's like we get even stronger. Um, like Al, you know, he had been out. Um, he's getting his groove back. Like I was super excited to see him out there, thriving, um, doing what he do best. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's he's came along. He's back happy. You know, he's back. In, he's back in his groove. Right. Um, he's showing people why he's gonna be a first round and why he's one of the best players in the nation. And um, it's just exciting just to see your team thrive and, you know, move up and get, you know, much some more respect. You know, like I said, we don't get much respect like we're supposed to. But, you know, um, these these next two weeks um, is going to be crucial. It's going to show what what team we really are on the road. Yeah. Um, and actually they're here too. But road games are more tough than home games because mm-hmm. you don't have your crowd. Um, I think our team, we just got to be focused. We got to stay the course. We got to be humble um, because being humble is, you know, is always, it's always big because um, you never can go into a game with a big head. You know, even though we win the games on like seven to eight win game streak, mm-hmm. um, any time we can be beat. And um, I think we know that. So coming to the, coming into these games, coming to this South Carolina game, we got to be well prepared. We got to be well focused to get the job done. Right. Right. Well, and Zepp, you know, that 10th or 11th guy that's kind of stepped up has been Leor Berman. What mm-hmm. is he doing in practice that, that kind of earned him all of this playing time? Well, I think Leo always been ready for the moment. Yeah. Um, he's he's one not, not scared, of, scared of anything. Um, he showed the practice, laced his shoes up, um, and, and act like he's like he's just he's he's just there. He just goes with a ton of confidence. Plays hard, plays physical, um, knows everything. I, I actually asked Leor uh, when I'm at the two guard spot um, to help me out sometimes with the plays and in the play call reviews, and he would tell me. And um, you know, he just he I speak very highly of him. Yeah. Um, he didn't came a long way, and um, it just make me proud. You know, just to see a guy that's a walk on to get those type of minutes, to see how hard he didn't work and see how far he came, and I know it make his parents proud just to see, you know, how much motivation that is for Leo to be on the floor with us. Yeah. The auto work he had. Yeah, he's scrappy. You can tell he's putting the effort in. That's awesome. That's awesome to see. No, no doubt. Um, so Walker Kessler against LSU, he had like a block rate around the rim of like 46%. So like just about every other shot he blocked. When you have a dude like that behind you defensively, mm-hmm. does it change how you guard people? Like, are you able to give them a little bit more and kind of force them to the rims? Because you know Kessler's probably going to be able to contest the shot. Well, it doesn't change how we guard. Okay. Um, it, it just, it just always, it's like always you have a backup. Like you know when you, you know you got a plan B. Yeah. Like Walker, your plan B, but you the plan A. He's a pretty good so plan it's like, B. It's like that plan B is a fifty percent chance. Yeah. So when you have these guards, you have these big mans going to the hole, it's like 
they eyes light up because it's like oh, I see a seven foot. I see I see a mini Yao Ming down there. And when they see that mini Yao Ming, he he start blocking those shots. Those good players start realizing I can't get the ball up over him. Mm-hmm. And um, once our player, once like guards go past us, we realize like we got Walker. Right. He's gonna block it most of the time. And um, like that LSU game was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy because he was just blocking shots left and right, left and right. The big man, he's seven footer, blocking left and right. And um, you know, LSU, I respect LSU because you know they came in here, played tough environment, you know, and and didn't talk and didn't say nothing bad about Auburn, didn't talk no trash. Yeah. They actually respected us, you know, when they came in here. And um, I asked Walker Kessler, um, I said, did the big man say anything to you, man? Did he talk any trash? He said, nah. He said, when the game first started, we, we said just a little bit of words, like just talking. And um, I was like, man, I know he was frustrated, man. He ain't never seen him like you. He ain't never seen nobody block shots like you. You blocked it. I'll say you blocked this shot. He tried to lay the ball up. You blocked this shot. Then he told me one player um, on the team was like, Man, you block so many shots, but you might be goaltending. And um, I just was super proud of him yeah. for the game he had against LSU to show people why Walker Kessler is one of the best bigs in the country. Right. And why he will be one of the best bigs in the country. And he will help us win a national championship. I love that. No, he he's playing out of his mind right now. So, Zep, one of the things that has become... I guess a post-game ritual for most Auburn fans mm-hmm. is after you guys get a win, a lot of fans go over to the opposing team's official Twitter account and they post the final score and they post memes and gifs and, and, and all kinds of things that are related to you guys for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. Auburn basketball players or Bruce Pearl or, or Coach Pruitt or, you know, Steven, whoever it may be. Um LSU was like within 30 minutes, it had over a thousand replies from Auburn fans posting these memes and gifs, and then also like 300 and something quote tweets within like an hour after the game. What, um, you guys have to look at some of those, right? Do you guys scroll through some of those after the game? Because that has to be hilarious for y'all to go through those together. Um, you know, it's funny because, you know, we got a, a team group chat, you know, with just the players and, and, you know, like you say, I, we always, you know, sometimes you just get on Twitter and you scroll down and you see a lot of things and, you know, you see a lot of stuff. You know, we actually think it's good, you know, for our fans to do stuff like that. Yeah, right. It just shows how engaged that our fans are with us. Like, it's like they the players, too. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy it. It's like, you see, the kickback Kessler um, walking to Jabari Smith world. Um the Jabari we, Safari a lot of little, is a, a, lot is a little popular fun little one. memes. Yeah. And, um, like, we, we send all those pictures in our group chats. Uh-huh. And um, we just be thinking it's funny. Um, we love it. We actually love it. Like I said, I, I love when they do that. It just, like, it shows, like, you don't want to mess with Auburn and their fans. Like, it, it shows, like, we a family. Once once we win, it, once the team win, everybody wins. Not just us. The fans wins, too. That what makes us the fans win, the the community win. It just everybody wins. Right. Everybody.
Yeah, there's been a yeah, and I think folks kind of sit on these for a while. I think they make them like a few days before the game. They're like, oh, I can't wait to use this. When people are sharing some and locked on Auburn's Discord chat, um, yeah. well, they they've made one you know against South Carolina. It's like, oh, I can't wait to drop this one you know in the in the replies. But it's become a fun thing, and uh, it, it's cool because now you're seeing like opposing teams dread posting it. Like LSU's caption was like. Oh boy, like North Alabama made a tweet during the game. Like, yes, we know what's coming. Thank you for letting us know. And then like Murray State turned off the replies to the tweet. And so, and then they like took it down. <laughs> so it's been really fun to watch. So I'm glad you guys are having fun with it. I, I never, I never knew that like they, um, sometimes they take it down because <laughs> Murray they, State took I know it it's down. like, I know it's like, dang, we got all these Auburn fans on there. Where's our fans? Like, you know, they got more fans on here than us. <laughs> That's right. So it just show it just shows you that you know, like I say, when we win, everybody wins. Right. And that will make that will like I said that what makes us. Absolutely. Make, Absolutely. It was like that's a humble mentality. Like if if our fans can't win, we can't win. If we don't win, our fans don't win. So it, it just show you like the level of family, the level of trust. You know, um, this community put into you. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Zep, thank you so much for your time, as always, brother. And uh, good luck against South Carolina and against the Gators this weekend. And we'll talk again next week. Thank you. That does it for today's edition of the podcast. Thank you so much to Charlie Five. Thank you so much to Zep Jasper for hanging out with us. And, of course, Auburn basketball takes on South Carolina tonight, Tuesday evening. And we will recap that game and more on tomorrow's edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Z Black. Be on Twitter at Locked on Auburn on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. And you can check out all my written work at AuburnWire.com. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 